Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-hosts, the pet experts themselves. First to my left, we have Mr. Rick Pruce. Bruce yes. from Bruce Pets. Good morning, Rick. Uh, good morning. And to my <laughs> left, we we got Dr. Schultz. Hey, yes. good morning, both of you guys. Well, we hope you had an enjoyable vacation. Not that when you're retired, you're not always on vacation, yeah. but you actually traveled somewhere, Doc. Yeah. So, yeah, where'd you go? Yeah. Took out to Colorado for a week, and it was beautiful. Weather in Colorado, the leaves are changing. Aspens are turning color all over Colorado. It is beautiful out there. But well, Michigan's not bad. Well, no. we're glad to have you back Thanks. because we've got an interesting conversation. Not to say last week wasn't, Rick. It was hysterical because we were talking about guinea pigs, and there was a story in the Wall Street Journal this week talking all about how people are treating guinea pigs like family to the point now where they've got spa appointments in order to get them taken care of. Wow. So, I mean, we were talking last week, do people take care of them? Well, if I'm taking them to the spa, I have to think that they're pretty important to me. Well, and online, uh, some of the most popular, uh, you know, videos are guinea pigs. And one that you always see is like, where you've got like 20, 30, 40 guinea pigs all following each other down a trail or in a a uh, a group eating session where you've got 20, 30, 40 guinea pigs all mounding onto a, a particularly wow. delicious uh, a meal. Well, now imagine, Rick, 20 or 30 alpacas yes. traveling yes. Gotta be in amazing. a group together, yeah. Yeah. and you can just imagine what that might be like. Yeah, and uh, a connection you would never make, right? You've, you've gone boating, and it seems like no matter where you go boating, uh, docks everywhere, right? Because that's how it all works. Right. And have. there's a name on there, and it's Feitner uh, more often than not, and that's the family that's responsible right here in Hazlitt for offering our community – a fantastic opportunity. Talk a little bit about that, Lee. Right. Yeah. Well, they we've met Gabrielle before, and we heard about them selling alpacas and breeding alpacas. But and she also actually used to talk about training people who weren't as familiar with them, so that they were better handlers of it. Truthfully, Rick, their philosophy really reminds me of the Proust philosophy, yeah. which is animals first and education above all when it comes to how to care for them. And they're doing that, and they're expanding upon it. And frankly, they're making it so that you may just think they're pretty animals, but if you want to own one, they're going to make you good at it really fast. Well, yeah, and even they themselves, uh, if we went back just a few years, right. it was kind of new to them as far as the alpaca. They were into sheep, right. and then they kind of switched over to alpacas. Right. Uh, during COVID. D- during COVID, and yeah. now they have quite a few alpacas and provide quite a bit of fur for 
for lots of opportunities. Right. Uh, and, and besides the fur, even they they do training with them and they do agility work with them. Agility, which, which how to can me you do was it? Like, yeah, alpaca. I got to watch that. Yeah, and, and there's going to be a next spring. There's going to be at a fair in uh, what Allegan County, I think. Yeah, in, yep. in the spring. Where's Allegan? This is Albion, Allegan. No, well, Allegan. It's an A. Allegan. It's an A. But it, it's got to be something you got because uh, you go on dogs and you see the dogs all do this stuff and you go like an alpaca. Doing agility. Okay, I, it's got something I got to yeah, go see. I got, I got to watch it. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. Well, Gabrielle has been in with us before and has always been a really outspoken, excellent guest. And she is an advocate on behalf of not just these animals, but also women in manufacturing, which is something that I just think is so unique and cool because yeah. the truth is yeah. you just don't find that very often yeah she seems uh when she comes in every time you can just say she's a confident force and uh you know proud of whatever she does and in this situation you know nothing like having top shelf alpaca farm right here right. not far anyone that wants to can actually explore uh her farm you can um, take your kids there yeah, for, and, yeah. and and they have tours it. yeah they have it's tours kind of and you can and feed the little guys yeah so you so you can you can have fun you can take them out on a leash you can do work you can shear them in the spring, spring fall got to be in the spring um but they they shear them and make all sorts of clothes out of them it's just really cool stuff and wow. if you're really lucky, Lee, if you go out there, one might spit in your face. Well, actually, that's already <laughs> happened. Although it wasn't at Gabrielle's farm, I went to one out in Grand Ledge, and I'll never forget Marquise, who was a very, very nice male alpaca. But you he, threatened his space. I, well, no, the, the owner told me the only one who'd been spat on was him, and he was a bald man. And oh, I, I guess that was my my. Bad call. Are they pretty accurate? Uh, oh, he slimed me. It was he, 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 he slimed me. And and, and I just because I've heard about the camels, it's more like a tarry nasty. You might share with us. Was it fun? No. Uh, but bottom yeah. line was it was funny, and we both were laughing extremely oh. hard because I'm only the second person Marquise has shown that level well, of you're affection a lucky guy. to. Yeah. So yeah. And, and but I'll never forget it. And truth yeah. is, Rick, it, yeah. you don't want enough. Well, well, Rick. Rick and I, Rick and I, up since I've ever been on the show, know that you're very special. Lee. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, but that's what we're in for this week on the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on thirteen twenty WILS. Like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash mm pets. Upload your pet's picture, or check out the silly pet photos that we put up there to get you through your day. the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, your number one source for information on taking care of your pets. Here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick and Doc, we have with us here in the studio a returning guest. Although it's been a while since we've seen her, it's Gabrielle Feichner, who is the owner of the Feichner Family Farms out in Hazlitt, along with her husband. And for those of you who don't remember Gab, she's easy to remember as soon as I say one word. And that word is alpacas. So welcome back to the show, Gabrielle. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, Gabrielle, it's been a while since we've talked with you. 
share with our listeners, most of them probably don't even remember the previous conversation, but share with them what Feichner Farms is and how exactly you got started with this whole thing. So Feitner Family Farms is an alpaca farm um, where we are humanely raising and breeding um, wakaya alpacas. And so a wakaya alpaca is your traditional alpaca that you see with the fluffy round face. Um, alpacas come in two fleece types, um, wakaya, which is the more the traditional look, and then surrey, alpacas look more like they have um, almost like tendrils or dreadlocks. So we don't have any surreys on the property. We, we do focus on wakaya. And um, we got into them because we, we had a sad llama who lived at our house <laughs> and she needed some friends. So we purchased um, our first three alpacas in 2020 and it was a curbside pickup. Um, at an alpaca farm up north uh, to get a friend for our famous llama, Llama Judy. Everybody loves Llama Judy. Well, I have to bring this up for Llama Judy. Before this started, Llama Judy was taking care of your flock of sheep. She was. And, And Llama Judy didn't feel good. Correct. So she loved the baby lambs and she loved the sheep and she did a fabulous job guarding them. But she appeared that she was sad and she was getting, you know, lethargic and basically depression for in llama format. Um, so our vet suggested that she might need some long-necked friends. Or, but, but at the time... Specifically we, long-necked yeah, friends. And we talked about it, but at the time, they weren't sure what was actually wrong with her. Correct. So you had two choices of what was wrong with this poor child. Yes. Some, she's very old. So yeah. it, it could be something internal, like a cancer organ failure, because there was nothing exterior, obvious, um, or... It could be depression, and and I I would Those take your depression choices. over yes, cancer yes. any day of the week, <laughs> right, right? And it worked, right? Yeah, and Lama Judy is still kicking. That's three oh, years that's now. She's awesome. she's pushing seventeen, eighteen years old. And what's yeah. an what's an elderly age for a llama? 15. I mean, yeah, fifteen. <laughs> I call her. She's my antique llama, and I say that <laughs> sure. lovingly. Sure. And I I actually hired a beautiful like. Em- embroidery lady, she, you send her a picture and she embroiders it. Uh-huh. And so I sent her a picture of Llama Judy, and I thought, what better, you know, commemorative piece that for my antique llama than this very old-fashioned stitched portrait of her? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's it's like Christmas yeah. ornament size. It's small, yeah. But um, yeah, she hangs by my desk at work every day. Her Good little her little llama portrait Judy. that's made out of you know embroidery. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, she's she's an old soul for sure. So, so then after we got these all better, what happened to the sheep? Um, I don't need specifically. They just left. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they actually went. Um, we we focused on we we've always focused Feitner Family Farms on making docile, friendly, you know, family members, and so the sheep actually uh, go to are in a part of the petting zoo. Um, they and their outings generally consist of um, county fairs. So if you've been to like the Genesee County Fair, that's our old sheep yeah. <laughs> that that love the kids and eat cookies. Too, right? Yes, they were uh, hair sheep. Okay, so and we purchased so all those... of us in the room except her are losing hair. <laughs> so now these sheep, do they get little bald spots like we do? 
Uh, not, I mean, yes, any farm animal can get a bald spot. You should know that. That's a ridiculous question from a vet. <laughs> well, we have people listening that maybe not know that. Well, they get rub spots and yes. stuff like that. But they don't look like old guys that are getting bald heads. No, no. So they, um, the very, very ironic part of our journey is that we purchased hair sheep so that we would not have to shear an animal because that was going to be too much work. And now I own like 30 some odd animals that we shear yearly. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> and it is a lot of work. So, so how'd that work out for you? <laughs> it's like a shearing days, very uh, sweaty. <laughs> Yeah. Always, are they good for it? Like sheep are pretty good when they're sheep. Uh, medium. Some are great. Some throw a tantrum, like a temper tantrum. Do, do llamas spit at you like other animals do yes. when they're mad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, yep. yeah. And so we they only have the do. one llama. Um, but so she gets sheared um, just a little bit because she's oh, older. Yeah. She needs her hair and her body, her yeah. body heat. Um, but the younger ones are getting full, like buzz cuts. And alpacas don't don't spit, do they? Or do Absolutely, they? they spit. Oh, yeah. oh they do. Okay, yeah. Yeah. same Lee, thing. Um, for, 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 been, for dominance, yeah. Lee, for dominance, Lee has been generally. Spit on. Hell, uh, have you, Lee? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's they have to be really mad generally. Yeah. So for whatever reason, that one did not like you. Oh, it, was, pro- it was it was being a bald male that did it. But, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> but then again, if I was looking for a long-necked animal and giraffes weren't available, I guess alpacas were too many. So I have a question. Uh, for those that are listening in, there's a lot of affection you have for Judy. Can you talk a little bit about an alpaca as an affectionate animal, one that you have affection for? Yes. Why? Yes. Why would you have affection for this animal? So we um, we we do sell alpacas. So I will preface that, that we do breed them. We are trying to, you know, continuously improve the species uh, by meaning hair quality, bone structure. You know, we're only breeding good specimens. Um if we have an animal that we feel is not really worthy to be bred, it could be sold to a pet home where we know it's never going to be bred. Sure. Um, all of the alpacas have their own personality, and we handle them a lot from the day that they're born. So they are very used to people. Ours, if you if they're being naughty, they're going to be you know told no, stop. Similar to like what you would a dog, um, and they are going to go through that rambunctious like teenage puppy phase too. So, but they that happens for them eighteen months or so, yeah. um, and then they really kind of level out into their adult personality. And like I have one alpaca named Marin, who every single day is very charming. She we feed everybody. We put out their grain. And so she'll eat her grain, and then she follows us up there. She was born on our farm. She's the first baby that we actually, like, really were really involved with. So she then follows us politely, and we have, a like, a door we go through with a, a window, like you'd have at the front door of your house mm-hmm. that goes into the barn food storage area. And she will politely wait outside the window until you come back with a handful of treats that are just for her. Nice. <laughs> so, so the other one, when you were saying when they're young and they're naughty. Every day. Okay, so a naughty dog might try to bite you or keep jumping up on you. What does the naughty alpaca do? They can try and jump on you. Um, yeah. Usually when they're in that jumpy phase, they're only like 60 pounds. I mean, they're and they're all legs, so they're, they're pretty like easy. a really tall, great day. Yeah, they're real easy to like push off. Um, so, and they don't want you to push on them. 
So they learn way faster than puppies that that is not an okay thing to do because they're you they if they come up and are trying to get tall next to you and you push maybe on their their neck or shoulders to put them back down mm-hmm. they're like oh deeply offended that oh. <laughs> you've done that to them yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they learn very quickly that standing on your hind legs around humans is yeah. not an okay thing to do yeah. Yeah. um because they don't want you to push them back down right. they don't right. like that oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so you're and now your treat what's your favorite what's what sets them what's the best thing you could have because i in uh, veterinary medicine we'd have to go out to farms and and they would go like, oh, don't worry, the horse is out in the pasture. She's a really nice horse, and she'll come. They will not do that when you've got a stethoscope on your neck. So <laughs> so we had we would have to always go get the grain for the horses and have the yes, bucket and take the all the white coats off and and then do that. What do you? What's their favorite? Um. So we have like a a grain that's specially formulated to them. It's super high in vitamin D. It's super high in selenium. Um. And that's what they eat. A grain of wheat, oats, corn. It, so it's a it's a blend. It's milled specifically for alpacas. It's it looks. I mean, it's not like a dog kibble. It looks more like a rabbit kibble, where it's in like the little short oh, yeah, like tubes a, like or a, whatever. Yeah, like I'm not extruded. Through a machine, yes. Like extruded, yeah. So it has um, lots of vitamins in it, and essentially they're going to be eating like a half pound to a pound of that every day. Um, so they love it. I, a lot of times we offer other things and then they turn their nose up at it. A few will take an apple from me. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. A few will take an apple. Um, not many. I tried kale one time, and they both, like, did the alpaca version of vomiting. They were, like, gagging. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, oh, leafy green, you're going to love this. No, 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 no. no they don't like kale. Um, we took some to a wedding during a cocktail hour. So they have lots of food and drinks and, you know, fancy things all around. And the alpaca did not really like the smell of the wine. But then they were going after, like, the bread on the little sandwiches. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's random. They do like sometimes people will use like a little bit of like a if you're thinking human food like a, an animal cracker. Yeah. So mm-hmm. something slightly sweet they're they're drawn to, but you, by no means should they be eating like twenty animal crackers. But, but not like <laughs> the horse that likes the little peppermint things. Do they ever do candy like that? Not really. They ju- they really love their grain. They yeah. because they're mostly foraging for yeah. grass, hay. Um, our pastures planted with an appropriate protein ration, a mix of legumes and you know various native um, orchard grasses. So you're running around sixteen percent protein. Um, that they're grazing on all the time. So it's basically the grain smells good. It's it's like their little dessert at the end of the day. Well, it's, it's kind of like the fruit of the grass, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's is. just like a little bit yeah. extra. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it's it's super high in vitamins. It smells vitamin-y, yeah. if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, if you've and, opened and, up your multivitamin right. and smelled that vitamin smell, it has that odor to it, plus a little bit of a sweetness um, smell to it too. Yeah. Versus no. people that your medicine is doesn't always have a good connotation. Yeah, so we we have like other medicines that they don't love, but their daily grain is is definitely yeah. it's and a favorite. Are they one that drinks much? Um. Well, he said they don't like wine. Not so a lot of wine. Yeah. No, um, they didn't. No, she didn't. I'm not talking about becoming a drunk or anything like that. <laughs> yep, she, I'm just thinking water. She like didn't. Hops probably. Yeah, really it might. Um, I don't know if I can say this on the air. Maybe you need to cut it. But uh, <laughs> Bruce is attending. Bruce is listening. Yeah, okay, listening. so here's I'll 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 pref I'll start this. The wedding was very um, fancy. 
And they also had a marijuana bar that was available. Okay. I had a heck of a time keeping my alpaca oh Vivi away from God. the marijuana bar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we could I'd say that. A totally stoned marijuana. And so she, and they had, you know, like edibles and they had like smoke. And she just was like, what is that over there? We no. must be over there. Well, then that leads me to a question because I've often wondered from an intelligence standpoint, uh, how do they compare to like horses, dogs, uh, other animals that are out there? Are alpacas that smart? I would say they are comparable to a like uh, a dog, but not not a super like not a police dog. We're like lower level dog intelligence. I would say is where they're lining up at. Okay. If I had to spitball and guess. <laughs> well, it sounds it sounds so interesting. We're talking this morning with Gabrielle Feichner from the Feichner Family Farm in Hazlitt. And Gabrielle, we need to take a break. But when we come back from the break, I'd like to talk about what people would be appropriate for having alpacas and how do they go about it? Because one of the things I remember from you is you buy them in threes or you don't buy them from me. And that's an interesting thing. So we'll have that conversation with Gabrielle right after the break on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. It's the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. It's 935 and we're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we're talking this morning with Gabrielle Feichner, who is the owner of the Feichner Family Farm in Hazlitt. And when you think of alpacas, you can think of Gab and her husband because I don't know if there's anybody in this area that does them as well, as seriously, and as deeply as you guys have done it. Can you share with our listeners? Imagine that one day they thought, alpacas, they're really cute. I think I might like one. Talk about what goes into a decision, something like that. Absolutely. So we're, we are actually specifically set up to get you from zero to 100. So we want you, if you decide, hey, I want alpacas, first, we're going to make sure you have the infrastructure meaning you're going to need um, some acreage, right? Not a ton of acres. Like how much? Like a five-acre plot. Okay. So in most counties, a five-acre plot puts you in, um, you know, rural agricultural stamp, land stamp uh, parcels. So you are legally then allowed to own the alpaca. (laughs) So we don't want to put one in a neighborhood, and then now you're you're sad because it it has to be returned. And, and, And to fence. What kind of fence? Um, so we anywhere from like a four foot to a six foot tall fence. It's it's quite a short fence actually. Not normally. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's just a normal fence with T posts. You can obviously elevate it and make it a million dollar fence with you know white picket whatever whatever. But a a normal woven wire fence is fabulous. Then from that point we say okay yeah you have land great awesome. So we host classes at our farm a couple times a year and usually it's in it's in small groups. It's with let's say three other you plus me and my husband and three other people that also really think they want to get into alpacas on that day you are going to give shots we're going to trim toenails we are going to clean clean out eyes we're going to go over how do you trim fur if you need to common diseases common ailments 
medical dosing, what medications you should have on hand, what things you need to run out to Myers and purchase to have on hand, and how do you do all of this in like an environmentally safe uh, way, essentially. So it, we also go over manure management, pasture management. So it's a really jam-packed like four hours. If we haven't you know, scared you by then. Because <laughs> obviously there is a large focus on like what ha- what do you do when it goes wrong, essentially, yep. is what we're learning on that day. If that still sounds okay with you, then pe- people pay for the class. Um, if they decide to purchase animals from us, they get uh, a large portion of the class fee a credit towards the animals. And then they pick out three of the same gender because they need friends. We're not gonna have a lonely alpaca. If one of them, if you have a pair and one of them passes away, a lot of times the remaining one will stop eating. So it's a medical emergency, you know, you know, being We've a vet, you've got to have yeah. the food flowing all the right. time yeah. in, in ruminants. Um, so if they stop eating, you know, medical emergency and only their friendships will will yeah. bring them back. So start to finish, you know, we can take you that that whole path. And then after you take your alpacas home, then if you have other issues that come up, once you're one of our customers, we help, you know, mentor long term as well. Hopefully you have a really good base, you know, that starts, but weird things always come up. And so then it's who do you call if, when this happens and, and that sort of stuff. And they're, they're not a hard keeping animal. So it's, this makes it sound like there's a lot of work, but they're, Correct. they're not that hard. Yes. They're, they're really, they really are very easy. And so then a lot of times people go in thinking, oh, this is very, very easy. And they don't go in very prepared. Yeah, right. So we've, right. we've kind of noticed that in, in the industry. And this is our way to kind of say, you know, hey, spend a Saturday with us on the farm. And then you're going to get your money back if you buy the animals from us anyways. But let's learn as a group, like, here's the best practice. So then all of our people, all of our mentees essentially go out into the alpaca community with a really good base level knowledge of, you know, how they function, why they tick, what they, why they do what they do. Uh, How many alpacas do you have on the farm? And then what kind of labor force does it take to keep your operation going? So we have right now about 25 on our farm. And I would say the daily commitment is if you're just going out to put the food out, you're you're talking maybe 15 minutes. Um, Check the waters, make sure there's hay, make sure everybody gets their grain, make sure everybody's acting normally. On the chance that let's say someone has a fresh baby and the baby's not nursing. I mean, you could be there a little while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the keep is, it's not hard. It's really not it's hard not on hard. the daily. It's right. its if somebody is needing extra care for whatever reason, that's when more time comes in. And then also we choose to put a lot more time into them, generally on the weekends, because we, we are working outside of the farm. Um, so on the weekends, we do go out and work um, on halter training the new babies. And um, we teach them how to do stairs and load into a trailer and, you know, um, how to be polite members of society. So a lot of that is just being present in the pasture with them and they learn how to properly interact with humans. Now, can I pick up one 
I, I, I borrow a trailer. Uh, most people with five acres of land don't all have a horse trailer. Or uh, yes. No. I so a lot of times saw you somebody. Rent the, one. I saw one in the back seat of a car one day. Yes, they will ride in the car. Yeah. Um, we a lot of times we will at, say, for our customers too. We'll <laughs> deliver them if they need yeah. that. Um, but a lot of people want a trailer though too because if you have any that you want to take someplace a lot of times people are getting them to take them yeah. maybe to nursing homes therapy animals or like you said a wedding a I wedding mean, why not? i mean yeah it's just kind of <laughs> a lot of times they they really do become they are livestock but they do become a pet and people really cherish them so they maybe want to take them on a little hike in the woods or whatever i mean you can really take them anywhere it's and generally they're not um they're not prone to going to the bathroom in like in a building. Right. So I could bring one in here and yeah. it would be fine. It's I've, not going to go to the bathroom on the floor. It's, it in, would wait till we got back outside. In a lot of the outside. camping and hiking magazines, you see them with backpacks. On. Correct. Llamas and alpacas yes. both. Yep. So and you I can definitely really do that, that too. Yep. So that that's definitely popular. Yeah. That's kind of cool for every all you hikers out there. There's a friend to take with you. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty well, good. Well, not to mention that it's also probably pretty good at carrying things because, correct me if I'm wrong, that's part of what they were functionally bred to do was to help people in South America to get from one place to another and carry their stuff. Yes. So llamas were bred larger to carry larger loads. Alpacas are bred originally more for the fleece, but they still have the same bone structure and definitely capable of carrying little backpacks and and pouches and things like that. Do you ever harness them for like a, a wagon or anything? I do not. It's not a breed for that. Um, it? So we, it, it isn't, but they do make little carriages I for llamas. So. Llamas are just have a lot more um, weight on yeah. them. So the alpacas, most alpacas on our farm are in the 150 pound zone. So they're really not that heavy. Right. Llamas, you're going to be more like 250, 300, just yeah. a bigger, it's just a bigger body yeah. to, to carry more load. Um, so ours, what we do to train them is, um, my kids like to compete in the, um, the alpaca shows and there's usually one in each state. Um, I'm the marketing director actually for the state of Michigan show. Surprise, surprise. When is that going to be? That is, um, in April in Allegan. And we are actually fundraising right now for, so that all, any youth that want to participate can do it for free. Great. And so you, we focus on training our alpacas to do the obstacle course, which looks very similar to a dog agility course. Yeah. Okay. Very, which, very similar. Crazy fun. It is. It's, it is fun. And then they also do a showmanship and a public relations. And so basically what we're breeding our alpacas for, they are very good for the youth wow. events. And, and so when you're doing this, like the dogs, the, the people are running around with the dogs there, is the alpaca on a lead the whole time? Yes. Yeah, they are on a lead the they're, whole time. They're not, not, they're not t- t- similar trainable as like a golden retriever. Yeah, they like wouldn't come to you. Like if they, so they're very curious. Like if we were in the show environment and one was off the lead, they would probably go and like sniff everyone in the crowd and look at their shoes <laughs> and like look at their jewelry. <laughs> you know, be, they'd be sniffing the, the <laughs> bottles. Yeah, so it uh, focus, would be, focus. Yeah, focus. so when they're on the lead, it, it almost it's like a working you know dog. They they, they, they flip the the mindset and nice. they know I that stand with this fun. kid. 
and I follow this kid, and I'm going to go where this kid goes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's got to be a lot of fun to watch that. Yes, it is. It's adorable. And it is free to the public to come. Um, it's The youth are competing on April 13th all day long. So yeah. that day you can show up anytime at the Allegan County Fairgrounds so and ne- so check it out. So next spring we'll have to remind people of that. Yes. But yeah. you would want to have your own alpaca if you want to get involved in it, yes? No, we actually have um, oh alpacas available. If kids are near us oh or near other farms, man. you can go and we can kind of get your feet wet a little bit. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Free of charge. So, Gabrielle, we need to take one more break. But when we come back, I'd like to talk about what you just mentioned uh, when you were saying that the primary thing they were bred for was their fleece because what most people may not know is that there is a whole business tied to the fleece of alpacas and you've brought some incredible products that have come from your alpacas so we'll talk about that right after the break on the mid-michigan pet expert talk show on 1320 wils it's the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. We're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we've been talking this morning all about the topic of alpacas, and we have with us one of the alpaca queens here in this area, which is Gabrielle Feichner from the Feichner Family Farm. And, Gab, we've talked about the animals. We've talked about caring for them. We've talked about if you wanted to get one, what you would need to do. But we haven't talked about what are the benefits Benefits of having them outside of just the camaraderie and the friendship that you can develop with them because you've got some amazing products that have come from the fur that they have. And, and frankly, it's absolutely amazing. And frankly, I'm guessing it's probably not as cheap as some of the other products that are out there because they're a lot more rare than, say, sheep. But bottom line is they're amazing products. So why don't you share with our listeners some information about that aspect of owning alpacas? So um, in according to the USDA, when you, when you own uh, alpacas, it is a textile livestock animal. So they are bred and, you know, reproducing to create clothing. That's their, you know, entire purpose, essentially. So um, each alpaca uh, usually produces, at least on our farm, about three of the white trash bags of fleece. Um, So down the back, you get the blanket, and that's always the longest and the softest and the nicest. Um, And that is called your first cutting. Similar to hay. We were we discussed that before. I go, mm-hmm. oh, she goes, there's three cuttings. Like, oh, just yep, like having hay yep, in the spring. Yep, there's three three sections of the blanket. The second cutting is from the neck and shoulders and hip. Um, and so, on a very nice animal, your second and your first run very very close together. They should be almost equivalent. And so that's a breeding goal. Um, is let's make sure that they've got as much of this really nice fleece as possible. Your uh, third cutting is going to be like essentially from their quote-unquote knee joint down, Um, and it's like little bits of fleece, very short, so you're not going to be making any kind of yarn out of that, but you're going to be making flat products that are like felted together. So And it feels like felt too. Yeah, it's like like a a nice, slightly thicker version of felt normally, Um, Mm -hmm. and usually you can see it's varied. It's got lots of different colors on it. Um, So what we 
have are actually uh, boot insoles. Um, yeah. So they're super moisture wicking and antimicrobial and very insulating. Um, so your boot, to give you like a pricing guideline, your boot, a pair of boot liners cost um, the customer $9. Oh, that's not bad. So it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, they trim to yeah. fit. My dad actually has them in every pair of shoes that he owns. Yeah. And the ones she has are about a quarter inch thick mm-hmm. and they look like a yep. really tight fuzz. And when you feel them, it's coarse. It, it's yeah, not, they're not it's crazy not, soft, but yeah. you know, again, yeah. your your foot's going to be yeah, in a funny. sock, I, and it's I would very say, insulating. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that it was relatively soft, but that's before I touched, touched the, other the others. Oh. Yes, <laughs> you know, uh, so, as opposed to something really fibrous, it still has kind of a smooth texture. Yeah, but it Correct. is definitely a bit more uh, textured than. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the the hats and, here and the, we and the have. first cutting hat she has is like silky smooth yeah like butter yeah. um so this is an undyed hat so this is a you know a gray alpaca um and then this is where we get into the value of you know essentially the different colors of the alpacas they come in 16 different registered colors each wow. alpaca makes a different kind of style this is going to be essentially from one you know graded color of animal you can see it's very yeah. consistent the right. boot liners is kind of all mushed together they they read as more of a black color you know blackish yeah. gray but it this one is very consistent it, because it is the primo an item like this from our store costs 46 dollars it's good. It's, it's so, so it's still nice. not insane for a hat. Right. You know, it's not like we're buying Louis Vuitton stuff here. <laughs> it's, yeah, right. And it is all made in the USA um, at a co-op because I do not knit. <laughs> I am not good at it. Well, we all have time for things. Everybody, everybody have time I have actually run. a knitting machine that you crank the handle, which is super fun. Yeah. Um, and that's like my I I'm you know made it mechanical because I like manufacturing. <laughs> so. Yeah. So when you um, when you sh- you shear these, you have somebody come in to do it. They help you, us. Yeah, we yeah. have a shearer that comes out. Um, Wild and Wooly Shearing is who we use. She lives in Owasso. She's lovely. She brings a couple of her helpers and the animals. Um, we give them a giant bear hug from the front and the back, and we lay them down on their side. And then you stretch out their um, feet. So they look like they're doing a big swan dive, and they're on, like, giant gym mats. And then we you want their skin tight because if the shearing blade goes it. over it, you'll cut them. And we're talking, like, the blades are in the six-inch zone. Mm-hmm. So very wide. It would be a very big laceration. You know, not good. So you want their skin tight. They are down for maybe three minutes or so. And I'm at the head, and I'm like, it's okay. We'll be fine. We're going to get through it. And then you pop them up, and then they go roll in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's about as long as the sheep shearing jobs. So yeah, yeah. so quick. it's a couple minutes that they're down once a year. Um, so this one here is everyone loves the colored alpacas, right? All of the knitting people love white alpacas because this is obviously not a natural color. It is like a peacock blue. It's super deep jewel tone um, and also super soft. This is technically second cutting, so you can see these and are the, very the similar. This is a really smooth little. Yeah, tube. I couldn't really tell. Too yes, much. it there. Yeah, so and I'm I'm not that good either. Like the people who make them are you can feel there's a slight difference but it it is so this hat is going to be more in the 40 dollar range um Mm -hmm. because it is the second cutting it's a little bit cheaper um to make um and a little bit less valuable than your first cutting product um but all of the there is value in the industry in owning white animals because then you can 
pick whatever color you want. want. Yeah, you can make a lot of really, really beautiful products with white animals. And then historically, um, in South America, they only bred white animals so that they could use natural dyes like centuries ago. And so... Also, the the white fleece in the show community is almost always slightly nicer because it has deeper genetics than some of the newer, more modern colors. And and, Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking, too, Rick has some lanolin allergies. Like Correct. well, wool, wool specifically. Yeah. So people itch with wool. Yeah. So the question is: is is alpaca nicer than that? If, if I have an allergy, should I do this? So I, um, it is hypoallergenic. So they do not produce the same lanolin for people who don't know is like a oil or grease that comes with sheep. And it is, it has its place in the community. They make lots of lanolin lotions and things like that. Some people are very allergic to it though and get very very itchy. So um, alpaca doesn't have that on their skin. But it is still a natural product. So I always recommend people start with a pair of socks because it is away from your face and your feet are way less sensitive generally to like your neck or then your neck or your head for, you know, scarves, hats, etc. Start with alpaca socks. Um, alpaca socks are usually in the $20 zone, 20 to 30. It kind of depends on how thick and how, you know, fancy dolled up you want them to get. Right. But um, then you can test those out. And so far, the one, you know, our customers have had good, good luck with it. And can we, and, and we missed this part too, can we bring kids out to visit your place? So okay. we run tours. If you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we, right. we pre-announce what uh, days the tours are, and then you buy your ticket in advance. So we, um, again, we work outside the farm. So we do limited tours normally in the winter. Um, because winter can be boring in Michigan. I don't know if you've noticed, Something but we Take get the, yeah, out. we get the kids all dressed up in their full snowsuit. Adults put on their snowsuit too. They come out, they feed the alpacas. All of the alpacas are generally pretty heavily pregnant at that time too. And all of the babies are just starting their training for the show. And when they're pregnant, are they feisty or are they calm? Uh, generally calm. They're, I mean, you can get some moodiness, but they're hungry, which means they want all the treats. <laughs> they're feeding for two. <laughs> yep, that's they're good. feeding for two, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but the one thing that you didn't mention, you said white is the premium color, but you can breed two white animals together. Does that mean you'll still get a white animal? Um, a lot of times, yes. Um, but we, it, it just kind of depends. They're, the black and gray genetics are getting much better. People are actively improving those. Um, um, it's just you have the white has a much longer history of being used, you know, in human society because you could dye it with, you know, berries and other natural things. And on your farm, what are we going to see? Uh, I have all the colors. I love oh, the rainbow. Um, it's like going to Rick's shop. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I love all the colors. I especially love my favorite color is um, like a d- deep brownish red with um, black eyeliner and black ear tips and black nose. It's the Gabrielle look. I love that, and I do breed for that, and I call them my my chocolate boxes. Well, Gab, we want to thank you so much for coming in and sharing all this with us. It's been great. We've been talking this morning with Gabrielle Feichner from the Feichner Family Farm. It was a great conversation. If you'll come back next weekend, you'll hear another great conversation right here on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. 